Hi, I'm Amy Muirs, and you're listening to The Power of Young People, a podcast produced by the National Youth Leadership Council, where we explore how young people are using their ideas, creativity, and passion to change the world, their communities, and the lives of others. If you're a young person who wants to change the world, or an adult who wants to foster youth innovation and imagination, this show is for you. Make sure you follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Welcome to the Power of Young People. In this episode, we're speaking with the team from the nonprofit, the Opportunity League. They're using service learning to address food insecurity in their community. Uh, They were a participant in NYLC's Youth as Solutions program in Education in Action. I can't wait to learn all about the amazing work that they're doing in their community. Shanae, Eric, and Amina, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Before we get started, I would love for you just to do a quick introduction of yourselves for our audience. So just uh, a little bit about you. So um, Shanae, I thought we'd start with you. Okay, Uh, good afternoon, everyone. And thank you, Amy, for having us um, on this podcast and and, um, inviting us to join and tell our story. Um, My name is Shanae Omuso. And I am the Director of Education and Career Pathways at the Opportunity League and have been a part of the organization for about, I would say, close to maybe seven or eight years now. I've worked in this capacity. My heart is in nonprofit work, and I have been in nonprofit work since I was 15 years old and actually got started many, many years ago um, when I was 15. Um, So this work is tremendously close to my heart and just excited to be here to tell you a little bit more about that. That's awesome. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that you've done. Um, I can't wait. We're going to dive in. So we'll we'll circle back. Eric, um, could you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Hi, uh, my name is Eric Miller. Uh, I'm uh, currently an engineer by day. Uh, but a gardener by night because my nine to five takes up so much time. Um, But I've been with the Opportunity League since I believe 2016. I started as an education intern under Shanae um, and of course stuck with the different programs that are at the Opportunity League and of course with what we're going to probably be speaking about today. Um, But yeah, uh, I'm here. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you invited us on. Thank you. I love, I love that, that you're a night gardener. I'm going to start <laughs> referring to myself as that. I love that. That is a great way to think about it. Yeah, and that you sure. started as an intern. That says a lot about um, the Opportunity League when you can keep your interns and keep them engaged. And then they all of a sudden they're working for you. That's a good sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Amina, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello everyone, my name is Amina. I'm an upcoming ninth grader um, this September. I started with the Old League when I was in fifth grade in one of their STEAM programs, but it's grown since then. They really fostered my love for science and um, entrepreneurship, but I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. 
Absolutely. And again, welcome to each of you. Um, so Shanae, I thought we'd really start with um, the mission of the Opportunity League. Kind of what do you guys do? What's the work? What does it look like? Sure. So the Opportunity League is a 501c3 nonprofit organization located in Burlington, New Jersey. Um, it was established in 2009, so we're approaching 15 years. And our mission is that we're dedicated to creating opportunities that build healthy and equitable communities. Um, we really when we talk about like what we do, I kind of like to phrase it in terms of why we exist. And I think as an organization, our purpose or the reason why we exist really is to address the disparities that we see in our communities and to enrich the lives of those we serve by creating these really innovative strategic opportunities for every member of our community. And so for the for the past 15 years, you know, we started as like a basketball, you know, raising money for a, um, the YMCA Strong Kids campaign. And um, it's kind of evolved from, from just being sports to now including um, our initiatives in food access, education and career pathways, uh, recreation and sports, and economic development. So we really try to focus on asset-based community development, which just means that we use the strengths, we leverage the strengths of our community and our partnerships to create change. And so that's what the organization is about. And we do that for the individual, create opportunities for the family and for the community to be healthier and more equitable. That's wonderful. And I love the all of the different um, ways that you're approaching it. Um, and it's, I always find it really interesting how many um, nonprofits start in the sports space, especially <laughs> if they're working with young people, because yeah. it's such a great way to get them involved. And then the next thing you know, you have them doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. My husband's the ED, and he, all, he talks about that all the time. It's like that. <laughs> you thought it reels them in and brings exactly capture their attention so yeah yep. sure. basketball hoop that's the center of all of our youth leadership training there's always a ball involved I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric um I would love for you if you could talk to us more about um the project you guys did for um education in action kind of what the students um were doing um, how you were engaging with the community. I'd love to hear more about that. Sure, so a little backstory. So the whole project uh, started with BC Fan, which is Burlington City Food Access Network, started back in 2020. And it's essentially uh, a, a, an initiative to uh, tackle uh, food inequity, uh, given that the particular area, Burlington City, I believe is New York Shire um, neighborhood, is a food desert and um, that birthed the villages project which is the villages marketplace with not just the marketplace but it's a community center education center uh, a restaurant uh, a store of course um, and there's the the community garden that we're working on uh, as we speak so um, then as we get to what we're doing today we have the the education side of that project 
which includes the, the students that we have on, on with us today. So they essentially got engaged with the Farm to Table Internship Program, uh, the Earth Day community event with the Garden Bed Build, uh, the Food Truck Tuesday interviews that they did to essentially gauge where their peers were when it came to food inequity and, and, and food deserts, whatnot. Um, and also the Face of the Future magazine, which is a magazine that we helped the students develop. Obviously, it's a, a magazine designed by the students for the students. Nice. Um, and that uh, included articles also about food insecurity. So that's just a little timeline on, on kind of what the BC fan is and how it's evolved into what we have today with, with uh, this, this action that we're talking about right now. Awesome. And Eric, I'm wondering if I could just ask you, um, for those who don't understand what a food desert is, especially in the context of being in the United States, could you share that, just kind of that, what a food desert is? Sure. So a food desert is a particular radius uh, where the residents of that radius don't have direct access to, I guess, like your regular grocery stores, like maybe you have you don't have a Walmart that's nearby, maybe they have to take a long line of transportation or they have to drive far to make it to it. Um, so particularly for Burlington City, the New Yorkshire area, uh, there's it's right near Route 130. So anybody that's familiar with New Jersey or, or South Jersey specifically knows that Route 130 is a very, very busy um, highway and the residents would either have to cross that in order to get to one of those major supermarkets um, or try and manage with the little corner store or a little gas station mart here or there. Um, so that's essentially what a, a food desert is, a, a particular radius where the residents don't have direct access and ready access to uh, your, your regular grocery stores and, and medias of food. Thank you for that. I think it's yeah. hard sometimes for people um, um, I've had questions from people who have listened to the show and, or have done, um, programs, um, with us that don't understand like living in the U S how you could have a food desert. And so thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it's so important for, um, even, um, some of our, our young people that might not have to have to think about that for them to hear and understand what that means. Amina, I want to come to you. I would love to hear about your experience um, in the program and maybe talk a little bit about how you how this experience has changed you and and how you view your community. Of course. So I would say that this entire experience with NYLC's Education in Action program has been wonderful. My team started with a brainstorming session where we were able to formulate an idea that we thought would positively impact our community. After we agreed upon an idea, we had the opportunity to attend monthly training sessions with NYLC. These sessions truly helped our team understand the service learning project process and reevaluate our idea using the five steps of service learning. We were also able to connect and interact with other leadership teams that were using service learning as a way to positively impact their communities. As a youth leader, I was able to interact with other student leaders and gain insight into their challenges and successes, as well as their future plans. Since our project was aimed at using service learning to spread awareness on food insecurity in our community, these sessions helped us improve our project. 
but my favorite part of the experience was being able to learn how food insecurity is impacting my community and how taking action to spread awareness about it is important. From our research, I learned that I learned that our community was currently listed as a food desert, as um, Mr. Eric explained. That means that families have to travel far to find healthier food options. Many families with school-age children need to have access to nutritious food, which is very important since our area does have a lot of school-age children. Overall, this was an enlightening experience because I was able to see how hard food insecurity was impacting my community. That's wonderful. And um, it's so interesting to hear you talk about um, you move from project to experience um, when it when you're talking about service learning, which I very much appreciate because that's truly what it is. It's a it's a service experience. It's not just that project that you're doing and the research that you did sounded amazing. Um, I would love to hear, Eric, kind of what new skills or outcomes that you were seeing from your students um, because of the work they're doing. Sure. So uh, specifically, I guess, based around the activities that they did, uh, looking at the Food Truck Tuesday interviews that uh, they performed. So that took, uh, in my opinion, a lot of communication skills, uh, listening skills, because when they before they actually perform the interviews, they had to prep, right? So they had to prep the questions they would ask. They would have to see, okay, what is the purpose of us asking this question? Are we educating the person that's being interviewed while asking this question? Uh, then they had to actually go and perform the interview. And then once they were done the interview, they had to essentially, okay, say, these, these groups of people didn't have the information that we had when it came to food insecurity and the food desert and what that was and why this particular part of Bronson City is that. Um, so it really helped them to expand those communication skills in that particular aspect. And then even on the, the, the getting your hands dirty side uh, the, with the community day uh, garden bed build. So obviously the students were able to come and participate, get their hands dirty, get into the community help clean up the community as well as help with the, the actual garden bed build. So it's always great to, to build on those soft skills, but having, having something that, that builds on those skills of get your hands dirty is always mm -hmm. uh, good as well. Yeah, it's important to know how to grow food. I truly and honestly believe that. I think it's such Agreed. an important, important part of um, understanding nutrition, understanding how how the earth feeds us so yeah getting your hands dirty is i, I love gardening as i told you <laughs> i'm gonna be a night gardener too that's it that's my new title put it on your linkedin profile right <laughs> on my linkedin profile can i borrow that can i steal that from you just a little absolutely. bit absolutely <laughs> absolutely awesome uh, so, Shanae, I would love to hear more about um what the opportunity league is doing what are some other things that you guys are working on Oh my goodness. So many things, Amy. I just feel like this summer, we're entering the summer and it's just revving up all over again. Of course. Right. <laughs> so, our farm to table apprenticeship um, program will be back where students have the chance to work with real farmers 
learn about the farm to table process in a, in a I guess, step-by-step -step way that we call a pipeline. So they understand things like supply chain and logistics. They understand food uh, security and food access. They understand waste and how all of these things work together. And they also start to explore more careers in these areas. And then we try to make it more accessible where students can enjoy food and have local produce and cook local produce that they can enjoy themselves to, you know, access more healthy eating. That's one initiative that we have coming back. Um, the second, I would say, is our, uh, one of the organizations that we partner with in terms of like racial justice, social justice, advocacy work is an organization called Yes, She Can Campaign. It's one of our strong partners, and she is working on um, kind of like getting out there and spreading awareness and actually passing state and federal legislation around scholarship displacement. Um, so that's one of the ways that individuals can get involved in terms of the Yes, She Can campaign and what they're doing to, to make sure that students have access to scholarships when they get to college and that those scholarships are not displaced or removed when you receive private outside funding. Um, another initiative we have is the Face of the Future magazine. And so students for even for this initiative wrote articles about food insecurity and what it is in their community. And even if they were experiencing food insecurity, that edition is currently out right now. So they can, you know, we can post it, we can send it and make sure you have access to it. Or if a student is just really interested in a topic and they want to be a contributing author or editor to our magazine, they can get involved that way. And then if they're in the area and they're interested in sports or they're interested in learning in our internship programs, then we're more than accessible in that way and look to work with more young people in that way. So those you are just are busy. We have just a few <laughs> things we have going on. Few, just a few things. <laughs> just a few. So, um, I think we all need to check out the Face the Future magazine. That sounds awesome. So I plan to get online and look for that right after the show. <laughs> Anytime we can see young people sharing their voices, right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's it's like, it's really a way for all of their thoughts and to pull together all of their learning experiences in a way that they can share and present that they that we try to get at the things that they can be proud of, you know, like a sense of accomplishment, a sense that of legacy that they did. Mm -hmm. that. They can always look back and say, I did that. And that's a very important moment for young people to have. Yep. And I would be remiss if I didn't connect it to the service learning process. So I'm going to, so forgive me, but um, it's a demonstration, right? Like they're demonstrating the impact they're learning their power. And without that demonstration, sometimes we, we miss um, what we should be celebrating and acknowledging that what we have, what we have done, the impact that we've made, um, the growth that we've experienced, um, so yeah, I'm excited to check it out. So everybody, the future or face the future magazine, check it out. Yep. So 
uh, Shanae, you're doing a lot of things, a lot of initiatives. Um, you were education in action. You have amazing young people like Amina um, that are, are tackling really hard issues. I'm curious, kind of what are some of the challenges that you've encountered along the way and how, how are you guys, how are you tackling them? Yeah, I think along the way, when we first started, there was, we had this really grand idea, right? Like we had this idea about getting into the school, allowing young people to have a voice in what their school experience is like, and we we're going to do a party and we were going to do this and we we're just, the sky was the limit. And I think over time, you know, as we started to plan, as we started to understand our resources and our time and our energy and all of those things, we started to look at projects we were already immersed in. And I think that that was a really important and pivotal step in building and expanding on something that we were already doing versus starting something new. And that was okay. It seemed like a challenge at first, but it started soon to just come together perfectly. And I think by doing that, there were so many people and it, like leaders, adults, community members that were so excited about what the young people were doing that it kind of just grew legs and took off and it became something really great and beautiful. And so that was a challenge and just, I mean, scheduling, right? Young people are working oh, yeah. sports and clubs and hanging with friends and doing all these things. So really finding and creating space for them to meet and to be consistent with the demands that we have in life. That was a challenge, you know, and just the commitment. I give Amina and Clenzel and all of the young people that participated such a congratulations because they saw something through. They stayed committed, they stayed focused and consistent, and they started with an idea and they executed. And that's a very important skill to have in life. So yes, we faced some challenges, but I think we navigated them very well. That's, thank you for sharing that. I think you, you um, brought to um, the forefront some challenges that a lot of um, after-school nonprofit organizations face. And mm. It really is when you have dedicated young leaders like like you you do with them, Mina and Clenzel and um, others in this program. Um, it helps have the, it helps them bring it to fruition, and so um, it's great and it's a testament to um, to the to the leadership in your organization. So um, thank you for sharing that, mm -hmm. um, Amina. I want to come back to you. Um, so, so much great things happened um, over the course of um, the last year. Um, what's kind of been the most impactful part of this experience for you? I would say the most impactful part of this experience was being able to connect with my community. It has given me the opportunity to work closely with my other community leaders to address food insecurity and bring change to my community overall. We've also um, had the opportunity to attend the Village's Community Marketplace project meetings. The Village's Community Marketplace is an ongoing project that is working on bringing a grocery store with healthy food options to our community. As um, both Ms. O and Mr. Eric talked about, um, as a youth leader, I was able to engage in conversations about food injustice and discussing several ways to minimize food insecurity, like 
we could, if implemented into our community, it would generate resources for community members. So this would be a way to counteract insecurity. Um, examples of this are um, such as having a farm to table program, connecting with local community partners and having community events to educate people about food insecurity. During our interview projects that we conducted with the Burlington Riverfront on Food Truck Tuesdays, Kunzel and I were able to speak to a director of a local organization in Burlington who shared that they maintain a monthly calendar that community members can access to use to find daily nutritious meals. And overall, it was impactful because I continue to learn more and more about my community and their fight against food insecurity. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Shanae, you talked about a lot of great things you got going on. How can young people get involved? Um, yeah, I think one, young people can get involved. Um, like I said, um, contacting us if you would like to be a contributing author or editor for our um, Face of the Future magazine. I think that that's one opportunity. Um, I think just following, right? Connecting, if you have resources or your group is doing the same thing or you're across the country and maybe you have similar stories or similar interests, feel free to connect to us. Um, I think we also have opportunities if you're in the area, as I spoke about the farm to table program, that's another opportunity. And some of these opportunities you can even be a part of online. So location does not have to be a limiting factor. So any of these opportunities, please feel free to contact us and reach out and become involved in this story about food access and food equity here in Burlington, New Jersey. Awesome. So this is my favorite question. I love to end with it um, because I think it's it just opens opens the door for, for you to share um, what you want people to remember, what you want to make sure that they hear from you um, about your experience, your program. And so, Shanae, I'm going to start with you. Oh, man. <laughs> the one thing is so hard. Just one thing, just one thing. <laughs> so the one thing that I would share is to not look outside of yourself for change. That with the work, one of the things that really motivates me and why I've been in nonprofit work for close to 20, almost 25 years now, is that I don't wait for anyone else to save me or change my community, I always say, if not me, then who? And so even as a young person, to walk away from this interview, this podcast, really understand that you don't have to wait until you're older. If you see that there is something in your community, ask yourself, if not me, then who? And who else can be creative and confident and have the courage to just to create change and to make impact no matter what age you are? Uh, for somebody who hesitated, that was beautiful. <laughs> that, yes, I love that. If not me, then who? Mm -hmm. And actually, what? oh, I'm sorry. No, nope, go ahead, Shanae. I forget the, one of the NYLC staff 
um, that we spoke to in one of the meetings, I had a, a one-on-one meeting with, she had such a powerful quote and she said, we all do better when we all do better. And I thought that just really stuck with me. I don't know, maybe you know the source of that quote, but it Thank was- Thank you, Julie so- Rogers Bascom, our director of learning and leadership. <laughs> and I was like, it was like a light bulb went off. It's like, yes, we all do better when we all do better. So not just about the change that I can experience, but true change when I create opportunities and space for others to change too. And so it's like, oh, love that quote. thanks for shouting out julie that's awesome Uh, eric how about you one thing you want to leave our listeners with sure so maybe the perfect piggyback off of what shanae was saying so shanae was speaking on the individual and it's starting with you um but of course the next stage in my opinion would be taking it to the community um anything you want to do uh when it comes to tackling some sort of uh, initiative or, or for example, in this case, food insecurity, you can't do it without community. You for sure need to involve your community because there's strength in numbers, um, whether it be physical work that needs to be done, social work that needs to be done, political work that needs to be done. So the best thing you can do is involve your community. Um, uh, of course, as Sinead was saying, it doesn't matter how young you are, um, if you see an issue, try your best to uh, educate yourself on it and, and get involved as soon as possible. Uh, but then your next stage would for sure, in my opinion, be reaching out to the community and see how can you get the community involved to better serve that, that said community. So that's, that's what I would leave, leave with the listeners. Wonderful. Thank you, Eric. Amina, how about you? What would you like to, for our listeners to walk away with? One thing I would share with the listeners is that what it's something that I've learned after um, completing this initiative. I've learned that addressing a challenge in my community has to start with an idea and yours too. You must take action in developing and implementing this idea to make the change that you desire or the change that you want to see. So if you have an idea, then even taking small steps to de- develop the idea to be more um, detailed than taking steps to implement it will go a long way. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I just want to thank all of you for the amazing work that you're doing, um, for joining me on the podcast, for your commitment and passion um, for this work. Um, you're truly, truly changing the world. Um, You can learn more about the Opportunity League and their um, Face of the Future magazine. Check out the Opportunity League at theopportunity.org. You can also just email me at info, info at myc.org, and I'll make sure you get connected. And if you want to learn more about Education in Action and NYLC's Youth as Solutions program, um, applications for our next year's program are open right now. So check us out at myc.org. Thank you all for listening. And of course, until next time, we invite you to serve, learn, change the world.